0: Podcast of a Lincoln Geek is sponsored by Honey Badger Games, makers of edible gummy dice and meeples, and curators of a wide variety of specialist teas, based here in the UK. Head over to honeybadgergames.co.uk to take a look at their geeky treats.
1: Hello and welcome to Podcast of a Lincoln i'm your host the podcaster general the dan face and i am joined by my regular friend and regular co-host we have pete the collector say hello pete
0: hello pete
1: also known as the toy nerd
0: Yep. <laughs> i <laughs> wonder what gives people that idea
1: for anyone that's watching the video of this uh, i think we should do like uh each episode you'll notice a slightly light, less white space behind him as just the toys start <laughs> enveloping <laughs> all available space in your, um, in your house oh.
0: I mean, I've been slowly building up a bit of a One Piece collection behind me. I've actually been meaning to unbox those Dragon Ball figures. Um, been meaning to unbox some of my One Piece Funko Pops, and
1: that's fair enough. Well, we're not here to talk about your toy collection here today,
0: Pete.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are here doing a game spotlight on. Uh, well, game spotlights are basically like a a little dedicated episode just about one particular war game. We just want to talk about. Sometimes it's nice to talk about one game a bit more in depth rather than just glossing over several in an episode for a few minutes each. Just one we could talk about. And it's one we played a bit recently. And I've played it a few times now. And I quite like it. And I think it's quite uh, easily available as well. I think they sell this in like Waterstones and stuff like that. So it's not like a niche comic shop you have to go to to get mm. it. It's uh, Alien, Fate of the Nostromo yes uh it's uh set in a much lovable alien franchise shame there's only ever two movies though Pete.
0: yeah i was about to say that you know it's a shame it has so much potential but yeah only two movies and a couple of but there were a couple of cool comic crossovers with predator in the 90s oh uh, yeah i think i remember some cool video yeah, games they, that spawned
1: because of this yeah problem.
0: yeah yeah it's a shame there's i i guess it's good that they just left out two two alien movies and the crossovers are just purely non-canon games it, it's like I the terminator they,
1: they know when to stop making the films they stop at number two uh, before exactly. before this before the series gets rubbish
0: <laughs> although there is actually an alien versus predator versus terminator comic yeah, i'm not surprised in the 90s. <laughs> and i think if i remember correctly i think the final boss is like a weird hybrid of all three like a xenomorph Pre- uh, predator um, endoskeleton i don't know it's been ages since just, I last just chuck it. in
1: robocop in the mix as well then you've got the ultimate I mean, 80s 90s reference character
0: so basically the Broforce force game i've been playing non-stop this weekend
1: <laughs> indeed
0: i'll oh, yeah. say that for the monthly recap because that indeed. game is epic
1: no spoilers for the uh the the july recap there or august recap rather august recap. <laughs> i forgot what <laughs> month for it time has no meaning peace <laughs> Anyway, so what's uh, Alien, Fatal, the astronomer about? Well, it was based on the film, which came out, I think, in 1979. So, like it's know, it, def- I haven't got the date in front of me. Uh, I don't know. I will leave Pete in an internet corner to uh, find out the date of the film. Uh, and it's I think it's made by this, uh, the same people that made uh, kind of cooperative games, such as Horrified, I believe. I could be completely wrong on that, but I think it's those guys.
0: <laughs> the date is the 6th of September, 1979. So about I was far, right. A of days, yeah. And a few days before your birthday as well
1: excellent well yeah it's it was meant to be uh it's a uh, cool <laughs> classic film obviously high-fi uh, kind of a um, sci-fi horror film uh followed by its more action-oriented sequel aliens mm-hmm. uh but it's a very iconic alien the xenomorph this the ultimate weapon just uh, a being of no mercy just just utter instinct that kind of thing uh and the uh crew of this spaceship they discover these aliens uh, from these eggs then obviously they have to deal with and it's it's a really tense film. really it's a cult classic of his era as well uh and the board game is actually a very faithful kind of recreation of the atmosphere of the uh the first movie as well i mean we tried this we tried this this uh weekend didn't we, Pete? actually i mean i played it a few times before but it's the first time you played it and what, what did you think of it
0: I really enjoyed it. Um, I was actually going to mention briefly my, my, my own fondness of the alien franchise. So I remember yep. when we were in primary school together, we used to talk, used to play Alien in the playground quite <laughs> a bit.
1: We played Aliens, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that shows we were primary school kids and we were watching this 18 movie called Aliens.
0: <laughs> actually, no, I, I didn't watch eight because I was so scared of the chestburster. I actually didn't watch any of the Alien films until I was much, much older. Oh, okay. The very first Alien film I saw was Aliens when I was visiting you for your birthday in yeah. 2009, I think it was. And there's actually, I remember this. I remember this hilariously, uh, like you and a bunch of bunch of our friends were sort of talking about like the, the actually the Alien vs Predator games, uh-huh. and we there was in the scene where they're in the laboratory and they've got like the chess person in, in test tubes. Yeah. And my spider sense went off and said, "There's going to be a jump scare. It's going to be a jump scare." And when the um when when the, when the chess actually jumped at the canister. I physically jumped, maybe yelled. I can't remember. I think it's a facehugger, isn't it? It's before yeah, I. Yeah, it's facehugger. Sorry, it's facehugger. Just exploring, yeah, face and hug. it
1: hits against the glass canister, doesn't yes, it? Yes, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and
0: I remember you guys were you guys were talking about like the AVP games. Just stopped, looked at me, laughed, and then went back to the conversation.
1: I, I was going to say, if you didn't watch it when we were at school, then it was just been, must have just been me that's horrifically desensitized. This makes a lot yeah, of sense. Yeah, actually, Pete.
0: Yeah, because I, I then I then watched. And then I watched Alien like about me, like a year or two later. And the chest chestburster scene, like I've been dreading that since I was a kid. And I watched it and I'm like, wait, that's it? You know, like I was picturing, you know, like innards and everything flying out in every single direction. You know, like, like, um like like the chest literally like rips open. You can see like the ribcage and everything. But it's like, now it just pops out his stomach. I'm like spray oh. spray some tomato
1: ketchup on the cast yeah. the casting crew <laughs>
0: actually that's one thing I love about that scene is I do go on a massive tangent uh no one know what was gonna happen yeah I think only the person that got I forget his name um only
1: Kane William Hurt yeah
0: William Hurt that's it yes only he knew what's gonna happen yeah. the rest of them were just like stuff will happen and I think I know they also sprayed loads of fake blood on the woman that's not Sigourney Weaver. I, <laughs> I cannot. Remember. Yes. I remember
1: all of their names really well. I've seen <laughs> this from lots of times. Uh, yes, but, it's, yeah. a, it's a really fun little behind-the-scenes snippet there, mm. uh, and that's why the reactions of them are so perfect in that scene because they literally would—they n- didn't know what to expect—and mm. then this little mechanical alien burst out, which was groundbreaking in the 70s, like oh, late yeah. 70s, uh, and then sprayed blood, and most of the blood was aimed at this this one uh, female cast member. <laughs> Bless her. And she just. ah! Just covered in the blood. It was, uh, I yeah, just to cry. I
0: think she's to cry. I think to cry because of just how much fake blood is sprayed in her face. Probably, I could be mistaken, she but yeah,
1: in, she, she probably was in shock because she wasn't, yeah. In, <laughs> the filming standards were a bit different in the 70s, I think. Where they could just, mm. <laughs> just
0: I mean, just traumatized creeper.
1: their cast members, <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, just to go back on to topic, uh, the uh, board game Fate of the Nostromo is obviously set in the first movie, so there's only one alien, but it's not that that's still quite a big problem because you're on a ship full of uh, you're like space truckers and you'd have a single gun on the ship. Mm. <laughs> so you have to find all the creative ways to deal with the uh, the alien menace. Uh, so to represent this in game terms, you've got like um, uh, three random objectives objectives you need to try and achieve. And it's a co-op game, so you're working together with your, with your teammates. Um, and these are all based on things that happen in the movie. For example, they might want to get like uh, Uh, certain equipment to a certain room or maybe get some oxygen tanks to their spacesuits just to prepare in case they need to evacuate all kind of things that fit the theme of the movie and it's like a random deck of objectives so every game can be slightly different depending what you need to do and then Mm -hmm. once you've achieved these objectives you then have like a secret final objective which is based on again something that could happen in the film uh like for example the ship is about you have to sit, set the ship self-destruct mechanism and then escape off the ship uh or you could for example try and flush the alien out of the airlock um in terms of a uh, gameplay it's uh it's a pretty simple. it looks this it's deceptively simple I think once you get oh, the actual yeah. hang of it, there's only a few actions you could do you kind of have to move around the ship uh which costs an action you can um pick up items which cost an action <laughs> and each class has got like I think four is the base number of items for most of the characters um yeah you can you can trade obviously you can create new items which I really like as well I love it like a good crafting mechanism in a game uh and you can um uh obviously like put items in vital places you can drop them whatever so like if you've got an oxygen canister, you can drop it near the the uh, spacesuits, whatever uh once you've done that, the alien has its go, and this is all based on a, a deck of, like an encounter deck, which determines which way the alien moves and that sort of thing, and how much it will attack you for if it reaches you. And uh, what makes this game similar to um, games like Horrified and probably Buffy as well, they're all very similar. You've got a universal health bar, haven't you? You've got, um, mm. you have like a, a morale meter in this game. So if you do encounter the alien, Either by it bumping into you or or any other means, uh, then you don't actually die, you just lose morale. So in this it basically just scares scares your uh one of your characters, then they leg it, and you lose morale. And if morale hits zero, effectively I guess you will give up and the alien eats you all. I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess that's the actual thing. Uh which is interesting. I mean, um I would I mean I wish there was some method of actually killing off the characters in the in the uh the game, because it does feel odd have the full crew still alive on the ship when they run into the alien but I could see why they didn't incorporate that because you don't really want player elimination in a um, co-op game do you?
0: I guess the only way they could do player elimination is if uh, if you got below, what's the maximum place? is it four or five because there are five characters I think, is... I
1: think it's four for. yeah for
0: makes sense i guess the only way they could maybe do it is if uh if they say you know you still play a game like we did you've got three characters in the box yeah uh if the alien encounters encounters your character that character dies and you've got to replace them with the other one that's probably the only way i think they could do it because mm. i agree um going back to another cult classic 80s film um, uh, the thing mm-hmm. when we played that a few months ago and i think liz got killed off admittedly in like the final I mean, couple of yeah. rounds but yes but yeah it was nation. like yeah yeah and I, I felt guilty because I think I was like prompting the rest of the thing players to eat her mm-hmm. thinking she'd join us but yeah and no, I agree because um and that's the problem I've had with like other games like bang if I could go on a massive tangent where oh. players get eliminated and then because the game drags on or we use expansions yeah. and the game even longer they're basically just sat around waiting for the game to end so we could play something else so yeah I, I agree I mean it, it's less it's less realistic to the, to the franchise that so the alien doesn't actually eat the players, <laughs> but at the same time, it, it prevents them from just sitting around for half an hour waiting for the game to end. Although as, it's actually quite a quick game it as is quite well. Quick, yeah,
1: we played it twice in an hour and a half, didn't we? And, and, and it was your first game as well. So you were learning the rules. But it's once you actually know the basic turn structure, it's really simple.
0: Yeah, it's a lot like Horrified, as you mentioned, in that you have, like, player does an, does an action and then a deck controls the monster. But it's very, very interesting how different the alien is because, obviously, with Horrified, you've got the, the the six different monsters, and I think up to, I think, three or four can be in play. And it's a case of, well, this card comes out, but it only affects some of the monsters. So, you know, maybe you, you pass a turn, whereas with the this one, the alien, I think, for most of the cards we drew, will move. It does, and yeah. And it can very, very quickly uh, creep up on you because I think um I know at one point, I think we encountered the alien and then almost instantly after encountered the alien again. It took a lot of morale damage almost instantly. I think that's probably the reason why we lost that game. But yeah, and I, I actually quite like that. And also the fact that the alien will always move, or, sorry, is very likely to move, I think also kind of like helps uh, affect the strategy. Because I think there are a few times when you and I were like, whoa, we should attack the alien and do this. And I think I said to you, but hang on a second we're pretty much right next to the nest. Because I think if you use the flamethrower on the alien, it goes back to its nest. And I was like, well, hang on, if we do that, the alien will pretty much be on our doorstep almost instantly. And I think I suggested we use, use another item that just pushes it away, yeah. so that we effectively pushed it further away from us. We'd have more of an effort to get back to us, which um, I, and I actually quite like that because it, it's not as straightforward as you might think. You've got to think ahead a little bit and maybe a, um, plan for the unexpected.
1: Yeah, and you, and you raise a good point there as well. And I think the the um, the alien is quite formidable, really. Even though it, it moves every turn, and you don't really have a proper way of getting rid of it. Uh, so if you do get cornered, which happened to us in our first game, I got kind of stuck in one room with the alien right outside my door, and I knew it was going to attack me, but I couldn't do anything. I didn't have any items on me. Um, so a lot of the way- once we got the hang of it, you can craft certain items to kind of manipulate the alien. Like as you said, you crafted a grapple grunt which you do by yes. finding scrap and if you get enough scrap you can build items there's like a little little sheet saying how much each item costs and the grapple gun you can if you're riven range you can fire at the alien and push it in a different direction I think you can move three spaces however yes, you want and the, the flame fromer is similar uh, but it scares the alien, makes it run straight back to its nest, which, which is normally great, but as we were needing to go near the nest, it was less good for us. Yeah,
0: <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: there is one item you can make, which, I mean, Dan's top tip.
0: Dan's top tip. Uh,
1: is the mm-hmm. flashlight, which was really useful for such a simple item because it reduces all damage you take by uh, one, and the average damage is two, really, I think, from the alien. Um, so just... I think on our second game we were a bit more mentally prepared this time. I had a flashlight on me. I got cornered, but I decided I can't just stay here. I need to get to the ejector, so I ran past the alien. I guess I flashed the flashlight in his eyes or something, and then legged it past. So it did one damage to me, but it didn't. It wasn't formidable, and I managed to get where I needed to go. Um,
0: yes, I agree. I think that was something we definitely slept on. Because I think I got a flashlight as well. And I think there was one point where I think where the alien jumped both of us at the same time, uh, and then in the base rules because we were reading the, the expanded rules afterwards. In the base rules, we basically managed to mitigate, had like hardly any damage because of it, which was uh, actually really, really good. Um, uh, really, really, really good way. Because like I said, I think we we lost our first game because we basically just daisy chained like two attacks at once that came to total of yes. five damage because of I think the normal damage, and then like uh, the alien's basically attack card. So yeah, once we knew what that just how quickly we could loot we could take damage. We were more prepared to sort of um, we had more defensive
1: items, didn't we? I think in the second term because uh, that's the main way the alien affects you is by its event deck. It will maybe find you, or you have to go past it to get where you need to go. It's yeah. There's another way it can get you though, which is pretty cool, quite funny. Uh, there's like little encounter tiles that keep popping up around the board. These uh, they're kind of uh, they look like the doors from the movie, like closed doors. You know, like um. Mm which is really cool the whole actually, the, aesthetically the whole game really good
0: oh yeah they That's match the new art new.
1: style and the of the kind of the late 70s spaceship don't they it's really cool uh the kind of claustrophobic spaceship design as well mm. it's really good but uh behind these encounter tiles um when you go into an area uh, and if there's an encounter tile there you have to flip it over and i think about half of them are blank which is fine uh some of them have the alien though so i guess it pops out of a bulkhead or vent somewhere uh and if that happens you take however much, I think you take two damage. I think if it surprises you, uh, and also the alien model disappears from wherever it was and lands on your spot because so it just pops out the vents and gets you. There's also one really funny one where you've got the cat appears sometimes, <laughs> <laughs> which also scares you because he's the cat's yeah. kind of a jump scare in the movie, isn't he? Which I think, oh, is, yeah, it is, yeah, it's kind of a really nice little reference to that. And there's a really funny way of dealing with the cat as well. You can build the cat carrier, so um, if you, um do encounter jonesy the lovable ships cat uh in this way you can basically take like little tile out of the game so it doesn't scare you again because it does make you lose morale from that bloody Mm -hmm. cat which i think it did the first the very first tile we flipped when we played the first game was the cat wasn't it
0: I think it's I think you saying that lovable little sh um, yeah. swear word. I thought you were about to say that but oh very um, tempting
1: very tempting that cat oh, I think yeah. probably I uh, started a daisy chain of the bad luck in the first game wasn't it because oh, yeah. I think the first one I went to was the cats like, okay fine mm-hmm. and then immediately I found the alien and then the alien found mm-hmm. me again I think I got hit three times in a row by the alien so I think we... at
0: one point the alien scared you and then like you ran in whatever well yeah. direction ran into a room with a uh, with one tile. of those tiles and the aliens
1: in that tile yeah so I'm like running again. away from the alien, and the alien managed to get in front of me and pop surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, Are we sure there's only one alien on this? Ship?
0: <laughs> he just knows it. How, he just knows it so well. Yeah, yeah um, it's a
1: natural at getting around the vents, isn't it? Um, yeah, so that was pretty cool. I mean, just a very recap. I mean, we'll probably go into more detail in the actual uh, August recap, but the first game didn't end well for us. Uh, though we did manage to achieve our three objectives, uh, we just died before we could get to the. The final objective i believe Did we?
0: i thought i think we've got i think we got two and we we're about to do the third when we died because i think we had to flip over the final objective to see what it actually was i will
1: trust to, to your non-sleep deprived memory there pete
0: <laughs> you say that actually i think after you after you played that game i then proceeded to play bro force until 2am so i'm actually yeah. a bit deprived as well so <laughs>
1: yeah you know, i probably got less sleep than me actually
0: yeah. Yeah. And I've I got did two kids night. and
1: four cats. Fair enough. Yeah. Well, that goes my excuse for not remembering. Uh the, the second one went a bit better for us because we were a bit more mentally prepared. Uh yes. and yeah. we I remembered the strategy because I played this a couple of times before as well. Um and we uh, we won that one uh by a fairly comfortable margin, I think.
0: Yeah, I think we took we took hardly any damage. I think the most damage we took was when you deliberately mm-hmm. um, basically went in and sort of kicked the alien in the shins. Sure. Because there were a couple of, I think for the objective we had, we had we had to have it in a very, very specific room. Mm-hmm. And I think I needed a few turns to get from where I was to another room. And then I think you were pretty much, because I think you, you got to where you needed to be almost instantly. and I just needed like a turn or two to get back to me. Uh, but yeah, you effectively had to go in and uh, kick the alien in the shins a few times and then uh, just to sort of keep it in place
1: i had to keep using myself as bait basically to keep this in one area but because i had a electric prod and a flashlight i was reducing the damage i was taking each time um so we had to keep it in this one particular particular area because our objective was to flush it out in space and you had to be on the bridge i think yeah. and i had to be in the airlock to open the airlock or whatever um so um yeah we managed to flush it out in space and we won which was great um it brings me on to my only real criticism of the game is it can be a little bit easy. Saying that, we did get destroyed the first time we played it. But once yeah. you know what to do, it was a little bit easy. I played it four times now, and I've run three out of four. Though the first one doesn't really count, because we did play the rules slightly wrong in our favor. <laughs> uh, I think we uh, you're supposed to activate the alien at the end of every character's turn, while well, we were doing it once we both had a turn. So it was only getting activated half mm. as much as it should have done. Uh, so I don't really count that. So uh, two out of three times, I've won it. and. Both the victories were quite comfortable. It barely damaged us because we used the flashlights and other equipment to protect us. Uh, there is a way to make it a little bit tougher, though. Uh, you can include Ash, the lovable bad milk robot from the uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the film. Uh, he can appear, and uh, he's like a... He was a secret villain in the film. Sorry, spoilers for a 30-year-old uh, <laughs> movie, whatever it is. Um, uh, but he's working against the crew uh he moves around the ship on on his own accord I can't remember how he activates but I think I think he moves similar to the uh to the alien I think um and there's also special cards that relate just to ash as well uh and he will uh either steal your scrap which you need to build stuff or if you don't have any scrap he'll uh, attack you instead and you lose morale um yeah so you can add ash to kind of make it a bit uh, more more complicated for you there's also a, a, an ending objective which relates to ash as well which is pretty cool
0: i think that would have been the one we, we would have got on our first game yeah because I, yeah. I think that doesn't But that spawns him if he's not already in play i
1: think so unless i've been playing it wrong i read that as i think in the setup it says place ash on the board so i think he would have mm. appeared it could, even though we didn't start with ash because it was a training game like a refresher game for me and a training game for you Pete. we decided not to play rash uh, but then he, he would have showed up anyway <laughs>
0: There is also the director's cut rules that we were looking at afterwards, which um, does make the game a lot harder. I think, for example, the, the rules specifically state if you've got multiple people in the same room and the alien um, jumps out saying surprise, you take the maximum amount of damage. So I think.
1: Yeah, you take damage per person, don't you? Cause it, it, which makes sense. They kind of did a few thematic rules as well, like um, mm. which I think was nice. We might look into that more next time like um yeah like like you said if you've got multiple people in the room previously in the official rules you only take all the damage once so you only take two damage yeah. and if I've got a flashlight and you've got a cattle prod, there's no damage <laughs> exactly
0: yeah we managed to mitigate most of not all damage from doing that whereas I think we maybe would have taken four damage sorry we should have taken four damage even in that situation if we had the flashlight even excuse me and the cattle prod we still would have probably taken at least one or two damage which Missing in that game it wouldn't have been as big of a problem but you know in an overall harder game because i think also another rule i remember reading in that is um normally i think scrap when you pick it up it just kind of just goes in your pocket doesn't take up an item slot whereas in this directed cut rules it does take up an item slot now you can have unlimited scrap in there it's just a very very big pocket in your in your bag yeah but... normally
1: you can only hold for, i think you've got four items um four items, four items the spots, which for the bigger in... items, so like flamethrower thrower canister things, that mm. kind of thing. Uh but yes, you're right. You could have unlimited scrap just kind of hovering on your character card. But mm. in the director's cut, it takes up some space, which makes sense, I think. Yeah, uh the director's cut is interesting though. I might look more into that because I think it's an unofficial fan mod, probably. Is it uh, a fan?
0: Mod? I wasn't sure because the way not sure it's the first time is... I've
1: seen it. Um I...
0: Oh, okay, because you played the Dead Tree version. Then, I played actually. the Dead
1: Tree and it's not included in that. Whoa. So I don't know if this is just something that was oh, on the tabletop okay. mod that we were playing.
0: Maybe um, then, because the way the, the, the rules looked, it looked like it matched the printing on the actual rule book. Mm. So I just assumed it was part of the base rules. Maybe like maybe the company it.
1: released it afterwards, like similar with maybe. Abomination. They did like a version two. I'll yeah, have to look into it yeah. because there are some nice tweaks on there. There are things that make it a bit bit harder. Like you said, scrap takes up space. You take damage mm. individually now instead of just like once. Um, there's also some cool thematic rules as well. Like you can actually attack Ash if you have a coolant canister, which is great because I think that's yes. how they take him out in the movie. They knock his head off if a coolant canister. Yeah, yeah. Um, there's like you can heal in the med bay in the base game. You can't heal that kind of thing. Once you've taken a little bit of damage, you have to just kind of tank it. Um, mm. So yeah, it'll be definitely fun to try out. Um, I would love to see a solo mode as well, where you can have the characters be killed off as well. I've been thinking about how you could incorporate the people getting picked off around the ship. And I think it would be nice to have like a NPCs, you know? So you pick the mm. character you want to play as, and then you can have the other crew members around the ship. and Maybe they can do like, say, one action each or something, kind of a limited version of what you can do. Maybe. Uh, hmm. I would love to see a fan made. Some more, someone with a better brain than me <laughs> make a fan made uh version of that I could just picture it like you've got your main character but the others they all get one action each so you can either move them or pick up something that kind of thing and then if the alien reaches them they die and you take a morale hit I think that would be a pretty cool way of doing it
0: I agree yeah I think the way I was thinking it was um there's this game called zombie U that was released on the Wii U and it's a zombie survival game but one of the interesting mechanics is when your character dies they turn into a zombie. And if you want to get whatever items they had, you have to find your former zombie self, kill them, and then loot the body. That's what I was thinking for this, was that uh, when the alien um, scarves down your your character A, everything they're carrying just drops on the floor. And if you want to go, say, pick up that canister or that cattle prod, you then have to go from where you are down to their room and pick up what you want. But if you combine that with, say, the, the director's cut rules, you know, yeah, you can maybe pick up all their scrap. You can maybe pick up one or two of their other items, depending on what you're carrying. Sure. Um, that could be actually, yeah, that could be quite an interesting one.
1: Cool. Okay. Well, I feel like we've had a good, um, uh, yeah, basic chat about the game there. Please check it out, everyone. It is a good game. I haven't heard many people play it. Uh, it's I think it's a great game set in the Alien franchise. I'll also, check out Aliens. Uh, another glory stay in the core as well. We should probably oh, have a follow. We should probably have that. a follow up spotlight about that one because we played yeah. that one. We completed a whole campaign on that, didn't we? Back in the that day, that
0: was loads of fun. I loved that game. Yes, so, um, so I would
1: love an Aliens game marathon. Just do start with Fate the Nostromo and then go on to Colonius. Uh, the, the Colonius, another glorious day in the core. That would be the perfect no, game
0: for me. Only thing I will say though is whoever plays Ripley has to play, the, play her in both games. Oh, yeah, 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 <laughs> and then
1: she dies. I she dies and
0: she not be over though.
1: Yeah, but well, saying that, we did have a, a time paradox because we, um the only two people True. that died in our glory stay in the core campaign was a Ripley and Hicks, which you could argue are yes. the two leading characters in the movie. So basically it was just the extras that survived. It <laughs> was quite funny. Uh, the memories all right well i figure i'm gonna put a capital there pete unless you got anything else you want to talk about the game what i was
0: gonna say was i remember first seeing this in, in waterstones oh maybe about, about christmas of last year i think it was and this game's been on my radar for a while i kind of keep forgetting about it but i do need to sort of pop into waterstones at some point in the not too, too distant future and buy the dread by the dead tree version even excuse me um just because it would look fantastic on my shelf and i mean you know i love collecting things and i love the alien franchise so sure actually i need more alien stuff in my collection
1: Of course, the collection (laughs) must expand. great well uh yeah that was a fun talk Pete thanks for your time um thank yeah. you everyone at home for listening to us ramble on for 20 to 30 minutes about board games and other geeky stuff whatever you're doing we appreciate you listening to our little show uh as always we have a website uh or we have the longer version which no one ever types but it's there for you just in case it's a uh, dialogue geek.com we've also got Twitter uh, Facebook all the other social stuff which I don't touch <laughs> that's Chris's stuff mm-hmm. We'll leave that to him. Well, uh, again, thanks for your time. Thanks Sam. time, Pete. Always good to talk to you, buddy.
0: Always good to talk to you as well, mate.
1: And for everyone listening at home, walking the dog, doing the dishes, whatever you're doing, thanks for listening to our little show. And always, always, always be gaming. Bye.
0: In space, no one can hear you scream. Unless it's me. Unless you it's Pete. Me. you can still hear him scream <laughs> wherever,
1: wherever he is. <laughs> Excellent ending, Pete. I'm going to end it abruptly there. <laughs> Bye.
0: Bye.